Welcome to the Farm Answers Podcast. The Farm Answers Podcast takes a deeper look at projects funded by the USDA National Institute of Food and Agriculture's Beginning Farm and Rancher Development Program and how they are reaching beginning farmers and ranchers. Farms works to support sustainable agriculture and strengthen local food systems in North Dakota and the Red River Valley through their Farm Beginnings course and internship program. Today on the Farm Answers podcast, we talk with Stephanie from Farms to learn more about this project. So Farms has been around for 23 years. Um, We were founded by an organic certification company in Medina, North Dakota, back in the year 2000. And since then, we've grown and expanded to serve all of sustainable agriculture across the state of North Dakota. We do uh, provide some organic, uh, certified organic education, but We're so much more than that. So our full name is the Foundation for Agricultural and Rural Resources Management and Sustainability. Sustainability is really the root of what we do. And we provide sustainable ag education and support to grow farmers of all kinds across the state and to build local food systems. Um, We've, you know, the the data shows that uh, we've lost a tremendous number of farmers over the last 100 years. And the farms that exist are larger farms owned by fewer people. We want to create opportunities for new farmers to get started. Our goals are more farmers on the land, more sustainable ag practices, and of course, more local food available in our communities in North Dakota, which is especially a need because uh, food access is an issue in such a rural state. There are food deserts across across our state because so many of our small communities are tiny towns that struggle to support even a small grocery store. And so while we're growing acres and acres of commodities that get shipped out of state, we also need farmers who are growing local food to feed our own communities here. And so that's a big part of why farms exists. Now, the main part of your program is the farm beginnings course, but you do have a precursor to that, the farm dreams workshop. What does this workshop look like? So farm dreams is a readiness assessment You've dreamed about having a farm. Maybe you go to the farmer's market and you get all excited. You have visions of red barns and white picket fences and woolly sheep in your pastures. Farm Dreams is an opportunity to do a self-assessment. And uh, it's a two-part workshop where we where uh, attendees get to meet with real life farmers who are living the dream and who are very candid about the successes and the trials. So the assessment includes questions like, do you enjoy working outside in all types of weather? Do you mind getting muddy and dirty? Do you mind going out to feed livestock when it's 30 below with a 50 below wind chill? And so it's it's real talk about the realities of farming. We have a readiness assessment. We encourage students to write down their farm dream. What do you envision your farm looking like in five years or 10 years? The greatest benefit is just those connections with other farmers and getting to ask questions about the, the day-to-day realities of farming. It does lead into our Farm Beginnings Workshop. So those who go through Farm Dreams, and we just had it, uh, our two 
part workshop last week and the week before. If, if they decide, hey, this is really for me, then they can move right into enrollment in, in the full Farm Beginnings course. That was my next question. Who can participate in the Farm Beginnings course and what can they expect to learn during that course? Farm Beginnings is for anyone who wants to start a farm or who already has a farm. It's really a business planning course, but it's also business clarification. So throughout the course, you create a whole farm plan, starting with your values identification, creating a holistic goal. You know, I was talking with one of our Farm Beginnings graduates the other night, uh, who happens to be an AmeriCorps Vista for farms now. And she said she wishes everyone could take Farm Beginnings, even if they weren't starting a farm, because the, the process of clarifying her values and creating that holistic goal, it changed her approach to living as well as her approach to her farm business. So we really recognize that, especially with farming and farm businesses, it's not just a business, it's, it's your lifestyle. Because, you know, the farm, you live on the farm, it's 24 hours a day, and the whole family is involved. And so we really recognize and emphasize that in Farm Beginnings. So we encourage students to include their entire team, no matter what that team looks like, if it's your spouse and children, if it's, you know, siblings, if it's a group of friends or business partners, and start by identifying the values that guide. Why do you want to do this in the first place? Creating a holistic goal, which is really a mission statement. It's, it's your North Star. What is that, that vision that keeps you going, even when there's drought, when there's you know poor markets, when there's hard work, as well as the you know, bumper crops and uh, excited conversations with your customers who are delighted about these fresh, juicy tomatoes. Rooted in that foundation of the values and the mission statement, the holistic goal, then they build their blueprint for success. And Farm Beginnings is uh, farmer-led and community-based. So that blueprint for success includes a network of support professionals, resource providers, other farmers. Every Farm Beginnings student or team gets paired with a mentor who is a farmer who's taken Farm Beginnings, who's living it, who's doing it every day, as well as they get connected to local extension agents, FSA, USDA staff. Uh, we always connect, bring in our local um, farm service agency staff and our natural resources conservation staff. We connect them with local economic development agencies and small business development centers. So taking a step back, so Farm Beginnings, we offer it. It used to be in person. Now it's online, but we're adding some in-person meetups back into the mix to create those relationships and those connections, which are especially important because we're so spread out here in North Dakota. We don't get to see each other as often as we'd like. And so it's a treat when we do get to meet in person. The course starts with that, you know, identification of values and goal goals. We always bring in a certified holistic uh, management trainer. So we talk about the holistic goal setting. We spend a lot of time on holistic financial planning. 
So it's not just creating the vision. It's also the nuts and bolts of how to live out that vision, how to create your enterprise budgets, your whole farm budget, your uh, how to create a cash flow budget and track that cash flow, um, how to determine, you know, we, we always talk about planning for profit, setting your goal and then making your plan for how to get there. But we also teach about marketing, how to choose what marketing venues are right for you. Are you more suited to selling at farmer's market or maybe you're ready to start a CSA? Maybe you prefer to find wholesale markets or sell to schools or restaurants. And in the background, through our other programs, we are working to build those local food systems so that there are those opportunities. We, we always include a session on farm food safety. We always include a session on, you know, now that you've got the financial plan, here's how to find the financing. We connect them with lenders and we provide them a list of uh, grants and loan opportunities. And we have a micro lending program of our own that is flexible because it's not tied to any other organization. It's our own fund. So at the at the completion of the course, which it takes about three months, we meet on Thursday evenings for about two hours. They have created their whole farm plan through each each session is one piece of the plan. And they give a presentation. So they, they present their whole farm plan to the to the group and and their mentor. Wow, it sounds like you're really building a great foundation for these people to start farming. Absolutely. I feel it's important also to mention that the Farm Beginnings course is rooted in a bigger program called the Farm Beginnings Collaborative. So we are members of this collaborative, which encompasses, I believe, 14 or 15 organizations across the Midwest and the east side of the country. And all of these organizations offer the Farm Beginnings course. So we're rooted in a network of support that lends credibility to the course. It also means that the course is certified by the USDA Farm Service Agency as a certified borrower training program for those who are applying for FSA loans. You talked a little bit about the loans that you offer after the completion of the Farm Beginnings course. How would a beginning farmer who has completed your course take advantage of these loans? And do you have any requirements that they need to follow? We are really moving towards a uh, technical assistance provision model. So a farmer would come to us. uh, We do have a, a loan application form on our website. But the first step would be we would meet with them and we would talk with them about the big picture. What is your plan for your farm? So they may say that they they want one specific thing, but we'll have a larger conversation. How does that thing help your farm business grow? How does it fit into the bigger picture? And we may find that there are some other deeper needs along the way. So our first step is to get a full picture of their business. The next step is to look at what other resources are in the community. Maybe there's an economic development council in their community that has low interest loans for small businesses. Maybe there is 
a small business development center that can help them more directly. So while we continue to help them, we also connect them to these other resources. We can then identify maybe some grants that they might be eligible for. And then our loan fund would then provide any gap fund financing that remains. Perhaps there is a match that's needed for one of those grants. Our goal is to never just hand them a check and, and wipe our hands. It's to make sure that they are successful by walking with them through each step of the way. Part of your project, you adapted your farm beginnings course to meet the needs of Native American beginning farmers. Can you talk a little bit about how you adapted the course to fit the needs of those farmers? That program, um, for one, that that started uh, during the pandemic. So I believe we may have even had to adapt from the time we wrote the grant to when it was awarded, as everybody did at that point in time. Uh, we partnered with the land grant program at the tribal college at the Spirit Lake Nation in Spirit Lake, North Dakota. It's called, a, and I may mispronounce it, uh, Chungdeska Chicana Community College. And um, so the land grant program director was also able to find some funding for some matching resources. So she was able to get every student from Spirit Lake a laptop, and she had some supplemental funding to provide them uh, an opportunity to apply for some grants upon course completion. So that program was unique because some of those students, you know, it's the pandemic, we We've had an in-person program and now we have to go online, but some of those students, at least one of them, didn't even have an email address yet. So there was a lot of adaptation with technology, a lot of training, a lot of you know phone calls and just helping people work the ins and outs of Zoom. We held a focus group at the end of the course where we had some great conversation about what are the specific needs of Native American farmers at Spirit Lake? And there was some great conversation about, you know, interest in food preservation, interest in learning about traditional agricultural methods. A lot of the, the students were con- connected to each other because it's a, a very closely knit community. So uh, we did also partner with Spirit Lake the following summer through uh, another program we had that was a farmer's market internship program. So we were able to support them in setting up a mobile farmer's market on the reservation as well. Farms has an internship program. Who can become an intern and what does that experience look like? We've had an internship program. We call it our Sustainable Ag Internship Program. Um, It's been active for about a decade. And each summer, we pair interns with host farmers for a full season of hands-on learning, which is matched with uh, educational component. We provide weekly online classes and we provide farm tours. And so I need to preface it by saying that program is in a bit of flux due to uh, a loss of one funding stream that was uh, funding the intern stipends, but it's not going away. It's been a much beloved program for the last decade, and we see that it really makes a difference. It's 
the intern program is growing the next generation of sustainable ag leaders. The people who complete this program go on, many of them go on to start their own farms. Many of them become ag educators. Many of them work for food co-ops and become leaders in building local food systems. So it's been very successful in that respect. Um, It is unique because these interns are paid. Uh, Farms does pay their stipends. And we provide a weekly class. Again, they're scattered all over the state. So it would be ideal if they could be together a lot more because they really enjoy that community that develops. We hold a weekly Zoom class. We cover diverse topics. We start with theory. What is sustainability? What do we mean when we talk about local food systems? We talk. We have top, uh, classes on practice, like soil health, weed and pest management, fruit and wine production, small livestock production. The weed and pest management class is always fun because they invariably get into these lively discussions about weeding tools. They have they form really strong opinions <laughs> about whether a circular hoe or a stirrup hoe or some other tool is the best. And so I really enjoy those discussions. And we also cover more serious topics. We always have a session about uh, racism in agriculture and uh, diversity, equity and inclusion. And uh, we try to expose them to very diverse types of agriculture. So we'll bring in mushroom producers, microgreen producers, anything uh, aquaponics producers, anything that's unique and out of the ordinary. We want them to see that farming can look lots of different ways. And it's there are many different ways to grow food to feed yourself and your community. The farm tours are especially exciting. We have been doing monthly tours, and this summer we've opened them up to the public, which was something we've been able to do as the pandemic has receded. So we're able to bring them, They, for one, they get to see each other in person, and they get to see firsthand another farm somewhere in the state. So we always include you know, learning components. They get to you know tour and see. We always include a meal and some lively discussion in those. And I think it's worth mentioning that we, in creating the educational curriculum, we're intentional about the idea of building soft skills as well as knowledge and the practical skills. So while we don't have any specifications about age requirements, anybody can be an intern. They do tend to be college age people. The internship program is building skills like problem solving, uh, teamwork, communication, and we're intentional about that. We include an independent project. So we want to be sure that the intern doesn't just get sent out to weed carrots all summer, that they're doing different things all summer, and that they get a project that they can really latch onto and take ownership of. And so we have them identify an independent project. We um, offer them up to $100 to pay for supplies. And that's their project to work on that summer. We've had interns create vermicomposting systems. We had an intern build a chicken tractor on their farm. So a, a movable pen for 
pastured poultry so that they could be moved. And it was really fun watching her. You know, she would report each week, okay, trying to figure out a way to attach the watering system to the side. I'm trying to figure out a way to cover it so that the rain sheds instead of, you know, first she had a tarp and the water was pooling. So then she went back to the drawing board and revised her covering system, making sure it was predator proof, making sure it was easy to move. So they, you really get a chance to see them blossom and grow throughout the summer um, as they develop these problem solving skills, these, uh, even uh, people skills and customer service skills as they go to farmer's market and, and help with the marketing portion of farming as well. So with so many great educational and training resources, can you tell me about a beginning farmer who started farming after participating in one of your programs? Absolutely. Jake Callenders is one of our most recent success stories. He participated in our sustainable ag internship program in summer of 2022, right after he had graduated from college with an ag systems degree. He spent the summer on Uncle Jesse's produce. He grew his skills in fruit propagation and marketing. He built a washing and packing station for the farm. He learned about season extension. That fall, he took our farm dreams course and then enrolled directly in our farm beginnings course. So he built his farm plan. He was fortunate. He is fortunate enough that his family has some land that he can use. So he was able to launch right away. Um, He launched nature's roots farm. And I believe this was his first season. He sold at several farmers markets in summer, 2023. And he is a member of the red river harvest co-op which is an online marketplace, uh, a, a producer cooperative in Fargo and Moorhead, where farmers are aggregating and marketing online. And so um, it's just it's just been such a treat to, <laughs> to see him him blossom. And his his farm, as far as I know, is is successful. Um, he and his fiance just got married this fall, and I was just looking on their Facebook page. They grew the flowers for their wedding. Um, so definitely a success story. Um, and I have many other success stories like that one, but his is one of the most most recent and top of mind. So do you have any advice for someone who's considering participating in one of your programs? At Farms, we are living the same principles that we teach. Uh, The principles that apply to building a sustainable farm business also apply to building a sustainable ag education nonprofit. So knowing your values, having a clear mission and a five and 10 year plan these are the basis of the farm beginnings course and the things that we teach, you know, how you start your farm business. This is also how you create a successful program, how you create a successful, successful, sustainable nonprofit. And that is the strategic planning process we use at farms. We identify our values. We outline a clear mission and we outline a five and 10 year plan. Also, plug into a network of support. We connect our farm beginning students to a network of supportive resources that include extension agents, lenders, and USDA staff. We pair them with a mentor. 
and we encourage them to build and maintain their support network. Likewise, at Farms, we're intentional about building our relationships and plugging into a network of support. We're part of a local food development alliance. We partner with our State Department of Ag and NDSU Extension. We partner with regional economic development agencies. And I and my staff, you know, take every opportunity for professional development we can. We just uh, uh, joined our local nonprofit alliance. Um, we, you know, we connect with other nonprofits. We look for mentors whenever we're able. So... And I would say the same thing to farmers. There are people out there who want to support you and want to help you. So, you know, you can't go it alone, especially not somewhere as rural as we are here in North Dakota. So as we close out the episode, where can people go to find out more about your program? Our website is farms with two R's, F-A-R-R-M-S dot org. We also have a very active Facebook and Instagram at farms.nd. Farms has two R's. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast and sharing your project with our listeners. Thank you. It was a pleasure to be here. Thank you for listening to the Farm Answers Podcast. This episode was hosted by Megan Engel. To learn more about this USDA National Institute of Food and Agriculture's beginning farm and rancher development program project or other BFRDP projects, visit farmanswers.org. The Farm Answers podcast and farmanswers.org are funded by the United States Department of Agriculture National Institute of Food and Agriculture and are a product of the Center for Farm Financial Management at the University of Minnesota.